BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some leather-lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. I heard these Florida fans are rabid, but this is ridiculous. Anyways, and then security came down. Right from from everybody, because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, guilty as charged. Thank you, Rick Regan. Welcome to the RP Show on a Wednesday, October the 4th. It's a great day, obviously, because I'm in my happy place, South Florida. Darren Moose DuPont is in his happy place, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, working from the home office today, it looks like. What's up? What's up? Did you always have the tea, or is that brand new? No, I just bought it. I had it yesterday. Thanks for noticing. And, uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for putting it. My guy, Chris Sanford, Chris Sanford from the Bronx, he said I had to get a tea. So I went down. What do you think a football tea costs? What do you think it costs, by the way, at Dick's Sporting Goods? $19.99. U.S. In Canadian funds, $19.99. Yes. Hey, we're going to jump right to this. Uh, on the program today, Brent Sopel, Stanley Cup champion, personal friend of mine from the Chicago Blackhawks and Mooses too. Uh, Stanley Cup champion, 2010 Chicago Blackhawks. Brent Sopel is going to be with us. Derek Wiggins, Calgary Stampeders defensive lineman in our weekly CFLPA Players Association spotlight. And Sportsnet's Arash Badani is going to join us. He's asked to come on, and he's going to be in the next segment. So can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Jordan, who's back in the chair. And we got to fly through this with Darren here in segment one because the rash is on next and Moose will come back next hour. Man, we got a lot to get to. By the way, Ron Dugay has chimed in. But we'll talk about that next hour to our discussion yesterday, and it's hilarious. Basically saying Joe Namath took care of the women of New York in the 60s. Dugs, Ron Dugay took care of them in the 70s. How about that? Tagged him in. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dugay wanted to offer that. Okay. Number one, 
The Toronto Blue Jays Moose played 161 games over six long months before clinching an American League wildcard playoff berth. But if they don't win today, their postseason's going to be over. The Jays lost 3-1 to the Minnesota Twins in game one of their American League wildcard on Tuesday. Royce Lewis hit two homers for the Twins, driving in all the runs for the hosts who were out hit 6-5. Before we get on to the other games, did you watch it? I mean, I feel like such a fan in that I waited two days, all of Monday and then Tuesday, for that 438 Eastern first pitch. And right from the start, it was wah, wah, wah. I mean, in Target Field, they were into it, man. It was electric there for the Twins. And I can't believe all the turncoats in Canada that cheer for the Twins. And I won't mention them. Michael Wynn in Winnipeg. Uh, it was just brutal. I think co combined, what were they? Vladdy, Bulbachette, and Springer were a combined three for 13. Man, they weren't very good. And the Twins made the plays in the outfield. They made the plays at the plate. I'm talking about offense. And just enough. Two home runs was all it took. Uh, very disappointing game one. And I just wonder, uh, for another Blue Jays playoff, is the coffee table book going to be a pamphlet? Talking about the 2023 MLB playoffs for the Toronto Blue Jays. Are they going to pull it out today or not? Uh, it's big because they have a favorable pitching matchup, I think, in game three. But they have to win today to get there. Look, I watched it with Leanne yesterday. And she used to be a pretty good softball player back in the day. And she's like, I always swung on the first pitch. I love swinging on the first pitch. I'm like, I wish the Jays would swing on one. Because every first pitch was right down the middle. Right down the middle. And they watched every one. But you know what? It, it's tough. I mean, the bowl play at home, he could have stayed at third, maybe kept the inning going, but he took a chance. I don't blame him for that. But again, this team just doesn't yeah. hit well with runners in scoring position. It's very frustrating. So we'll be watching again today, and uh, they better win. Man, they better Interesting win. Interesting that you say that, that they looked a little tentative at the plate. But as you said, like when Bo rounded third, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? But as you said, he was going for it. So they just didn't look like themselves. So I guess, when, again, it's fast. It's a best of three. It's something, man. We'll be watching today, but it was very disappointing. Corbin Carroll, Cattell Murray, and Gabriel Moreno homered against Corbin Barnes, helping Arizona erase an early three-run deficit and send the Diamondbacks to a 6-3 win over the Milwaukee Brewers in game one of that NL wildcard series. And Zach Wheeler struck out eight and pitched into the seventh inning to lead the Philadelphia Phillies to a 4-1 win over the Miami Marlins in the opener of that NL wildcard. I laugh because it was just Monday. The Bill Lindsay and I were talking about a Blue Jays Marlins World Series. All 48 hours later, it doesn't take long, clearly. Um, and the reason I moved to point two, because it's not just about the game, it's about the crowd. Tuesday's American League wildcard series opener between the Rangers and Rays in Tampa Bay drew an announced crowd of just 19,704, the lowest for a postseason game since the 1919. World Series. The crowd for the two, uh, 4 nothing Rangers win over the Rays was roughly 5,300 below the uh, average capacity for Trop Field for Rays games. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on baseball and less time on attendance because uh, if they were really concerned, they would have moved the team. This isn't, I don't think, an Oakland A's situation where the owners are like, see, see, nobody draws. We can't get anybody to our games. We want to move. So MLB lets them. They're not 
The owners of the Rays don't want to move. So uh, why, if they don't care, why would we? What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. If they don't care, I mean, you just hope that there's some... Unless the, the fan base just sits there and thinks, man, we're better than this and we're just going to roll through the series and we'll show up next round, you know? But um, it is tough. But as you talked about in Miami, too, you know, haven't heard anything about the Marlins all year, and here they are in the playoffs. So maybe it's just the market. Maybe it's just what else is going on right now. It's interesting, yes, for sure. Uh, some howdy-do's and good mornings. John Schmeiser checking in from Kansas City. Ryan McCarthy in upstate New York. Happy uh, hump day, he says. I'll be on his podcast tonight. Bo Halverson checking in from Saskatoon. Ryan H. says hello from Toronto, Rod Squad. And I'll be honest, Navy Don, the guy, I can't call him a turncoat. I can't call him a traitor because he works for the Royal Canadian Navy. He's dedicated his life to defending Canada. I don't feel comfortable calling him a traitor. Yet... He writes in and says, I'll cheer for the Twins every time over Toronto. And then blows us a kiss emoji. <laughs> I think I'll just quote uh, Forrest Gump and say that's all I have to say about that. And move on to point three. Rookie Connor Badad. Rookie Connor Badad. That's what they... Uh, Sanford calls him. Connor Bedard had a goal and two assists as the Chicago Blackhawks beat the visiting Detroit Red Wings 4-2 in NHL preseason play Tuesday. Corey Perry scored twice for the Hawks. Joseph Valeno scored both for Detroit. Uh, getting a little pushback on my contention yesterday that Connor Bedard is already the best player on the Chicago Blackhawks, and I don't really care what anybody else thinks. Uh, it depends how you look at it, but I found this really interesting. I was looking this up this morning. The rookie season for Corey Perry with the Anaheim Ducks was 2005-2006. That summer, Connor Bedard was born. There's not many greater disparities in age amongst line mates in any sport or teammates than this. Uh, Tom Brady had a bigger spread against some of the guys, but not much. Um, and so let's look at Chicago. People, are, the Taylor Hall fans are going to say, how could you compare Bedard compared to Taylor Hall's career? And Taylor Hall's been a suitcase. Connor Bedard will play for one team his entire NHL career. I fully believe that. And I do think he's the best player on the Chicago Blackhawks. As usual, I don't know why, Darren. It's a gift. Me being as polarizing as I am, half agree, half disagree. I don't care about either one. What do you think? Is he the he best end up, he player? He might end up leading this team in points by the end of the year. Right. I mean, I he already is. He's just in on every. He's in on every goal that they score right now. And I mean, it's preseason. Okay, let's not overreact. Okay, uh, maybe that's fraudulent. Mm -hmm. uh, if we go back to yesterday's discussion, but you know what? That's that's all he's done everywhere with hockey candidates in on every goal with the Regina Pats. If they don't, if he's not in on the goal, they don't score goals. You know, and why not do it in Chicago? He's going to play with good line mates, but he's going to elevate them. Like Taylor Hall might be in for a career year with Connor Bedard passing him the puck. Corey Perry could be a 25-goal guy again all of a sudden, you know, if he gets to play with Connor Bedard. So this is going to be a lot of fun in Chicago. I don't know if they're going to win a lot of games, yeah. but it's going to be fun, and he's, he's already very, very good. As you say, uh, fun to watch more than anything. Kevin, the medium, check in. Good morning, RP peeps, he says. 
Ted in Red Deer says, morning all. What a great day for some sports talk, isn't it? I'll allow this from John in Edmonton. He says, breaking news, Alberta's own Nickelback will perform during the second intermission of the Heritage Classic on October 29th in Edmonton. Thank you, John, for updating this. Buffalo Bill writes in from Tioga, North Dakota. And he says, the Jays are falling faster than the Leafs. The Jays won in 92-93. At least they have color championship pictures. Uh, hey, I feel sorry for the Toronto Argonauts more than anything because I see all these people whining. And if I was one of them, I probably would be too. Torontonians about how tough it is to be a Toronto sports fan and how the playoffs suck for them. And there are people immediately writing, what about the Argos? What about the Argos? And they just aren't even thought of. And I don't know why in the Toronto sports conscience anymore. Not my problem. Um, we forget a about couple the other hockey things. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. Yes, they have. <laughs> As a matter of fact, yeah. they have. Uh, Arash might be a great guy, Arash Madani, next to talk about that. Why is it that it's Leafs or nothing? Or Blue Jays or nothing? And they don't even care about the Raptors championship. Like, whatever. Uh, here's one. I wanted to address this. And for the football fans that have arrived, we'll spend far more time an hour or two on the Canadian Football League. And Derek Wiggins will be joining us from the Calgary Stampeders because I have a lot of thoughts on the CFL. But I have a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. That's why they call it the Rod Peterson Show. In Boston... Matthew Phillips scored at 404 of overtime as the Washington Capitals edged the Bruins 5-4. That's of note, and this is a Calgary-centric story, but I spent a lot of time, as you know, there the last two years. The city's very close to my heart. Matthew Phillips was on the Wranglers, American Hockey League team. Calgary kid, he's only, I think, 5'7", and they love him in Calgary, Matthew Phillips. Daryl Sutter would never call him up. And he ended up signing as a free agent in Washington this summer. He's playing on the top line with the Caps and last night scored the winner. And I see the Calgary media, particularly our fr friends at the Barn Burner, going ape, you know what, about why, you know, why is he playing in Washington? Why didn't we have him in Calgary? Another thing Daryl screwed up. And I just, I will just advise this. You guys say whatever you want. And you Calgary hockey fans and Flames fans feel however you want. But can y'all just please get over it? I heard from a Sutter on the weekend, uh, as simple as that they're all watching this show. So hello, Sutter family. And all I'm going to say is stop trampling on the grave because it doesn't look good. Uh, everything happens for a reason. Matthew Phillips has moved on. Your team's moved on. The Sutters have moved on. It would be nice if everybody moved on. And I will only look at as recent of an example as last year with the Winnipeg Jets. Up until about eh, end of January, everybody was doing a victory lap around Paul Maurice's uh, virtual grave. How'd that turn out, Moose? How did it turn out? I'll wait. Yeah, not great. Just move on. Yeah, Calgary, move on. And in Orlando, Florida. Wait a minute. In Orlando, Florida. That's the way you're supposed to say it. Tanner Janot and Nicholas Paul scored power play goals as the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Florida Panthers 2-0. Jonas Johansson made 25 saves for the shutout. Uh, I believe it was, I think it was Spencer Knight in goal last night for the Panthers. When I sit here and say, 
the preseason doesn't matter. I want to clarify something. It matters for your team. As you see, we're following Connor Bedard every day. So that's not to say that it doesn't matter. But I think what happened in Orlando last night or what's going to happen in Tampa Thursday night when the two teams meet again or here on Saturday, Panthers and Lightning, none of that really matters come regular season time. But it, I do have time for the uh, ebbs and flows, the daily debate over what's going on in the preseason games. I guess my point, Darren, is simply don't write anything in stone. Write it in pencil. And don't make any assumptions on your team. Like, will Matthew Phillips stay in the top line of the Capitals? I'd be surprised. But Connor Bedard will probably stay in the top line of the Blackhawks. So, fun to debate, right? You know, it's absolutely fun to debate. And that's the one thing about preseason is when somebody unexpected jumps up and has a great preseason, has some chemistry with some of your stars when given a chance, it just makes you think, maybe there's something there. And maybe we need to give this a shot. So there is some of those wild card factors that do come out in preseason, but you're right. They kind of have an idea how they want to start the team. And I would just temper the expectations and See, wait and see what that opening night lineup looks like on Tuesday. Our hockey coverage is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company in Calgary. Head down to the Tap Room, 28th Street, Northeast Calgary, Thursday through Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. They have their own brewery there, their own bar, where they show this show on the big screens in Calgary. I can't believe it either. Check out Common Crown Brewing at commoncrown.ca. And quickly, our poll question, which we do daily for our friends at Key Yorkton Kia. The all-new 2024 Kia Sportage reimagines innovation in motion. It pushes the boundaries of urban SUV design and technology with refinement and purpose. Go to keyyorktonkia.com for more information. The 2024 Kia Sportage movement that inspires. The question is very simply, what's Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? Friday night, Edmonton at Toronto, where the Argos celebrate 150 years. Winnipeg at BC, where the first place is on the line. That's got my vote. Or one of the two Saturday games in the doubleheader, Hamilton at Saskatchewan, Ottawa at Montreal. You got 24 hours to vote on it. We'll talk about these and other things and celebrate a very big birthday when we come back with Sportsnet's Arash Madani right after this. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it. But it's a fact, just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. 
If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code VRPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code VRPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code VRPSHOW. You can thank me later. Manscaped has done it again, introducing the Handyman Facial Razor. It's brand new and not for your junk. Don't get left in the scruff. It's for up top, and like every Manscaped product, tons of thought has gone into it. Sleek, compact, as you can see. Charges by USB. Fits very easily into your shaving kit for those road trips. And right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code VRPSHOW. Join us, cool guys, with the handyman, brand new this fall from manscaped.com. The promo code is the RP show. Okay, speaking of cool guys, we got Sportsnet Sirash Madani. It's been far too long. The last time I think I followed what you were doing, my dude, was you were at the FIBA World Basketball Championships, which where does that rate on? You've covered Super Bowls, World Series. Is this up there? Yeah, and Roddy, it was really good to see you, by the way. It's been too long. Um, one of the real cool parts about that whole thing, it felt like at a front row seat for the coming of age of a program. You know, for the longest time around Canadian basketball, you know, since Steve Nash basically ended his national team career, everybody talked about what if. What if the dudes committed? What if the stars aligned? What if everybody said, let's do this and work towards something? Let's work towards... Olympic qualification or, or doing something at a world championships. And then they did. For six weeks, they came together. Yeah, a few guys weren't there. But Shea Gilgis Alexander cemented himself as a megastar, and Dylan Brooks proved what a team guy he actually is and can be. And they medaled for the first time ever, and they're going to the Paris Olympics. It was, um, it was pretty damn cool. Yeah, well, you did a great job of covering it, and I enjoyed it through your eyes and your social media. Follow them, by the way, everybody, at Arash Madani. Now, the Blue Jays, are we going to find out today what they're all about, or did we find out yesterday in a 3-1 loss in Game 1 what these Blue Jays are all about? Um, none of the above, Rod. I mean, look, mm. I, I think we get so caught up in a game. I think what you found out about the Blue Jays was over 162 games. Like, we always talk in baseball about sample sizes. And it really felt like yesterday was a microcosm, a snapshot, an extension. It was 163. That was a lot of what we've seen from the Blue Jays this yeah. season. That in a Kevin Gosman start, their offense is MIA. That their offense is MIA. That we've been saying for how long? Just wait, they're too talented, they're too good. And and that was kind of on display yesterday. And were there opportunities? Without a doubt. But to me, that was a reflection, you know, that, that felt like game 163 won more than 162. And what's wild is, even after all that, I don't know about you, it's hard to count them out. It's hard to count them out <laughs> because they had opportunities yesterday and they just didn't cash in which stop if you've heard this before the blue jays didn't convert with runners in scoring position hmm. seems to be what the last six months has been all about 
Yeah, well, Canada's figured it out as a nation because I see the ratings. They're in the millions for Blue Jays games. So that's nobody's yeah. turned their back on them. But I don't think any of us have huge expectations for them either. Now, for whatever well, reason... It's interesting, Rod. Rod, it's interesting okay. because if they win today, to me, they're the overwhelming favorites tomorrow because Chris Bassett gets the ball. Like, this is still one of the highest payroll teams in baseball with... Probably the best one-two punch from starting pitching with Gosman and Bassett. Um, so, October. <laughs> well, hey, I, I saw their shirts that said, take October yesterday. I'm like, take it where? <clears throat> Just win. But I get it. It's exciting. Right. It's fall baseball. Yeah, I love it. Like you. Listen, I don't know why. Two things. Why anybody cheers for the Minnesota Vikings. And two, why a lot of them, the fans, yeah, watch this show. But they do. They're like, can you get more Vikings talk? More Vikings talk. And I'm like, why? Aren't you depressed enough? But they did win over the Carolina Panthers on the weekend, which they were favored to do so. How do you think this Kirk Cousins story ends, Arash, here in this final year of his contract? I... I I don't know, Rod, because he has a no-trade clause in his deal, which not a lot of players in football do. And so if not for that, you know, KC comes to town this weekend. They still have to play Detroit a couple of times. On and on, we can get into the schedule. There's San Francisco coming up, you know, a few Mondays from now. The Vikes have talked about this being a competitive rebuild, which there may not be more of an oxymoron. In, in professional sports. You can't do that. You can't be that. That doesn't exist. <laughs> so is there an opportunity, a time to unload Cousins and his contract this season? Yes, except for that no movement, no trade clause that he has. Look, at some point, this franchise has to rip the Band-Aid off. It's not working. The dude has one career playoff win. Um, you talk about the Carolina game, the pick six, the 99-yard pick six was just, you know, snapshot of who and what Kirk Cousins is. But what happens, I'm not sure, because the quarterback holds the cards in all of this. Yeah. Uh, so four weeks into the NFL season, as somebody said to me the other day, we're a month in. Like, that was a long time. Still early, is it? Is it not? I mean, are teams not still kind of figuring out what they have? Or, or we can we generalize and say the Bengals are done, the 49ers are winning the NFC? <laughs> like, is it not a little early for any generalizations, or how do you feel? I think the Bengals are done because their quarterback can't move, and that calf injury is going to bother him for at least the next two or three months. You know, it was so blatantly obvious how much Zach Taylor lied the day Joe Burrow came up limping on a non-contact injury saying it was a minor calf strain since he's finished that that we can automatically put away carolina has no hope this season bryce young has a long way to go their offensive line is in tatters i know they traded dj Moore to get bryce young but bryce young also needs some weapons um that that's there the chicago bears are toast i, I think we can go through the list of teams that are probably finished but the issue with saying somebody is going to run away with this thing is that you're two injuries away from disaster. You know, Casey's figuring it out. They're a championship team, a winning team that knows how to win games. 
except we saw opening night, if Travis Kelsey's not in the mix, that's an offense that is without an identity. Um, so, you know, I, I think the hot take part on the contenders is way too premature, only a month in. But I think the teams that you're going to be seeing at the top of the draft board are pretty obvious, right? Gotcha. It was a swift decision that the Chiefs lose uh, if Travis Kelsey uh, does them. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Listen, uh, I'm going to do a nice segue here. Kerry <laughs> Joseph is with the Seattle Seahawks and doing a great job. Probably an unheralded job because that's Kerry's middle name is unheralded. And it's his birthday today. Uh, won a championship in the CFL with the Rough Riders in 2007. I called those games. You were with the team that brought him into the CFL, the Ottawa Renegades. What's your uh, recollections of KJ on his birthday today? Well, not just a birthday, Roddy, a milestone birthday, a 50th birthday. And, man, you want to feel, well, there he is coaching. Yeah, he's the assistant quarterbacks coach of the Seattle Seahawks right now. And think about what they've dealt with over the last couple of years. Russell Wilson out the door working with Geno Smith. There he is in Ottawa. There he is in Ottawa where 20 years ago, Rod, a strong safety from the NFL showed up as the sixth quarterback on the depth chart. In 2003, training camp in our nation's capital, Gary was the sixth quarterback at Renegades training camp. And he became the starter that season. He has earned these opportunities. He has persevered. And you mentioned it, four years after showing up as the sixth guy in the depth chart, he's lifting a trophy. Um, there it is. In Toronto, knocking off the Blue Bombers. And, and this is what I say about Kerry Joseph, Rod, and you were around it. I believe this championship, that quarterback, that moment, all that confetti, Gene Mikowski, you know, jumping up and down the podium. Kerry leading the Riders to that championship changed the attitude around that entire franchise. It changed the attitude around the entire province. They hadn't won in forever. The idea of being a championship contender didn't even exist in Saskatchewan until Kerry led them to that trophy. And you think about what is, you know, afterwards, foolishly gets dealt to Toronto. He had to endure the Bart Andrus era there. Kerry is not somebody who had, like, you know, we live in an era where, look at the James Harden situation. There was never an issue with Kerry Joseph anywhere. He was never a locker room distraction. He was never a problem. He's coached, you know, he went back to McNeese State to get his career going in the, in the next chapter of his life and has worked his way into the NFL. I just look at somebody who has worked and earned every opportunity and every accolade and uh, happy 50th birthday to Terry Joseph. When you say that, I would have said 40. So yeah, I would. We're, we're 50 snuck. That's, that's what that tells us. We're old. Right, right. Now, listen, we can spend the rest of our time on this. Ken Austin was with him in both stops, Ottawa and Sask. And Ken's at Auburn now. You know, and I, he could be in the NFL if he wanted to be, but he wants to be with Hugh Freeze, and he's doing great things. I'm sure you're following what's going on there with Auburn. Um, 
that was pretty special what Ken can do, too. Uh, and what he did with Kerry, that's a special relationship. And by the way, I was smiling when you were talking because when you said foolishly dealt to Toronto, I'm like, I hope this doesn't air in Jackson, Mississippi. It might. You know what I mean. Anyways, on I Kent do. I just, I just have never understood trading a franchise quarterback away for a kicker and cap space. Um, but that's the way things go. You got a better memory than, than I do. Um, but Eric Tillman will say that they traded him away because they didn't want to pay him. That, that was quintessential Eric Tillman stuff right there, was it not? Trading Kerry Joseph at the height of his, uh, I would say popularity, but the height of everything, his playing career, really, yeah. in the CFL. Peak visibility, right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Uh, in, in 90 seconds or less, can you tell me why the Argos don't rate when people are complaining about Toronto sports patheticness? in the playoffs and everybody's going well what about the argos what about the raptors why did why does that not matter um well the raptors haven't done anything since 20 like i mean well, they won the championship in 2019 but they haven't done anything since i think we live in a what have you done for me lately world you know 20 21 22 23 um and there's who, who and what are the Raptors right now? You know, they're without an identity. Um, so they're on the long road to nowhere. I, I think there have been some small incremental steps ahead with the Argos from an attendance standpoint. They just don't move the needle in the city. Um, has nothing to do with winning, obviously. Has nothing to do with on-field performance, obviously. They just don't. When Toronto FC was winning, that place was cooking. Toronto FC is terrible. They're irrelevant, too. Um, the, the perception I get, Rod, living here, is that the Argos are just viewed as a minor league team, like the Marlies, the AHL Marlies. Um, that is unfair, but it just seems to be what the sports persona is in this in this city and uh it's amazing because what a juggernaut the argos are on the field um but outside of their very poor fan base they just don't move the needle yeah well it might be the best argos team ever well we are fresh out of time thanks for this catch-up arash let's not so wait so long till we do it again always good roddy thanks man the inimitable sportsnet's arash madani Stanley Cup champion Brent Sopel joins us live next on your favorite daytime sports talk show. We're live on the Game Plus television network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. RP show continues. Talking hockey today. Big hockey hour. Uh, get into football more in hour two from here in South Florida. It is always, always a distinct pleasure to bring on our next guest, the great Brent Sopel. Saskatoon product, 659 games in the National Hockey League. Chicago, Vancouver, L.A., 
Islanders, Atlanta, Montreal, which we'll get to in a moment. I don't understand why he's not clean-shaven more because he's got the face of a model, but he wants to look like a tough guy because he is a tough guy. How you doing, Soaps? Where are you? It's been far too long. Uh, I got a face for radio, so uh, I am in Chicago. (laughs) How are you? Ooh. I'm great, man. I'm great in South Florida. We miss you down here, my friend. Uh, I'm hearing in Chicago that the Bedard mania has already taken over and that he's being recognized where he goes, stuff like that. Is is that an accurate report? <clears throat> yeah, obviously. Kids got skill. You go first overall. Uh, Blackhawks, uh, you know, Chicago's a great, you know, a great city. Um, they're hanging their hat on that number one, another uh, number one overall pick. Um, obviously, what happened um, with the beach, where the team was, you know, they got some draft picks. They're building around him. He's the future. Um, they're, you know, obviously the Bears. They suck. So um, baseball's not a sport. So um, everybody's just hanging, hanging their hat on Bedard. Well, listen, I should have known the guy that told me that he wouldn't exaggerate. He's like, Connor's getting recognized in Chicago or everywhere he goes. Like, I'm like, hey, no, no, not like Regina, where people were hiding in his bushes. That wouldn't surprise you either. But they're like, no, he's a, I've never been to Chicago, so I wouldn't know. So I guess my question is, how big can this get? How good can he be? And is he the best player on the team right now? Because statistically, uh, he is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't take too much to be the best player on the team. You know, what do they have? They don't have much. How about you know, and, uh, no, no disrespect. To, you know, obviously Nick Foligno, I love, you know, love what he brings. The veteran presence. Um, I thought that was a great pickup. Corey Perry, I thought that was a great pickup. Uh, Taylor Hall, uh, I, I'm not a fan of him. You know, he's been a very selfish player, uh, so I don't know why. But, you know, so they've got some, some good veteran guys around there. I uh, still can't understand why they got rid of you know, Kane, they could have, you could have lived with, uh, uh, you know, Bedard could live with them, but, you know, I don't know much of the Blackhawks organization. They're, they're kind of on their own, their own world right now, but, you know, you've never been here. It's a big city, uh, three, four million people, but um, they love their sports. And when the Bears suck as much as they do, um, the Cubs, the White Sox are, are all bad. They always focus on a sport. And, uh, you know, Bedard's come in, obviously, you know, started off great. He's going to be a great player. You know, um, there's no question about that. It's it's what can you put around them? Uh, you know, in hockey camp, you know, one player's not going to win you. Uh, so it's what they build around them. Can they develop the other players? And, you know, can they have somebody to protect them? Because you know, he leaves himself uh, very exposed, you know, in some of his movements. So we'll see what, uh, you know, Kyle Davis does so far. Uh, he's been decent, to, you know, for me. Um, we'll see what he puts together. Uh, his best move might be winning the lottery, <laughs> right? Which he had nothing to do with, but uh, getting Connor Bedard. So I, I'm I'm with you on that. And uh, for those that don't know, Brent was there when the Blackhawks were not starting over, but building on the way to winning a Stanley Cup in 2010. So he's seen it before. But, you know, you had some really strong words for the Vancouver Canucks. I think it was like the last time you were on here where they kept firing coaches and firing GMs. Do you think they're on the right? Like we have a lot of viewers in BC on Shaw and Telus Optic Television, so they want a reason to believe in the Canucks. Can you give it to them today? Yeah, obviously, Rick Talkage bringing uh, you know a mentality of hard work, and you can't win the NHL if you don't do that. So, at least they have some structure. 
obviously with Aquilini's, um, you know, with they've, the, the cycle, the rinse cycle has been, you know, on, on repeat with uh, management all the way from coaches. So uh, they've got a good, you know, having foot, Conchar. So they've got some guys that uh, uh, have done some great things in the league, but I just like the the mentality. They're going to have a structure. They, they're going to know how they have to play every single night. Um, and if you look at the best teams, they play that way. Um, obviously, before this, the last number of years, it was kind of smorgasbord. You, you didn't know what you're getting. The coaches didn't have a have a plan, and they weren't buying in. You know, if you if you're a player and you're not buying into the coaches' system, you don't have a chance winning in this league. Yeah, and I just wonder. You seemed disturbed by how lost in the wilderness that franchise was. You you have the Canucks, I sense, here. So do you think that they're coming out of the wilderness then? I mean, obviously, you feel talk yeah. is a step in the right direction anyways. You know, yeah, obviously, they're the one that drafted me. They're the one that gave me the opportunity yeah. to play in the league and, and win a Stanley Cup. So, yeah, obviously, my heart is with them. You know, they, they're the ones that uh, took a leap in the sixth round and take my, you know, take the, the slowest and the ugliest guy in you know, the WHL. So, um, yeah, my heart's with them, you know. It's a great city. Uh, it's a great organization. You know, we had some great runs, and uh, that building was electric. Uh, when we were playing ball, they get behind you, just like any other Canadian city. And you never want to see um, you know any NHL franchise uh, go that way. And you know, it's a great city. It's somewhere you know on Saturday hockey night in Canada. You know, some of my best memories were you know we're playing in the gym, oh, in in, uh, in the rink here. So I love it. Um, they're on the right. They're on the right track. That's for sure. Uh, well, listen. If they didn't know what kind of type of player they were getting, they could have called me. I was calling your games uh, with the Blades and the Broncos. I could have told them, "Hey, listen. Would the power go out there? Are you good? Are you no, all right I got for two more minutes?" We're all in the way on the other room that I got to go and get, and I got to get up and go over there. That's good timing. See. I'm trying to clap for you, soaps. It's not working. Um, What's up with you? You got all your various charitable endeavors and so forth. What can we what can we promote today? Yeah, again, you know, Breast Local Foundation, it's actually October's Dyslexia Awareness Month. So uh, your timing is impeccable. See, my timing is not very good, as you can tell by my motion sensors. But, yeah, it's <laughs> Dyslexia Awareness Month. So, um, you know, Breast Local Foundation, as you know, uh, we, we operate, you know, there for anybody, uh, any point in time, no matter what, substance abuse or, uh, mental health or learning disorders. Uh, uh, reach out. I'll be trying to help anybody, uh, whoever that is, however that is. I don't care who you are. Um, I, I'll do my best. Your story is is amazing, man. I'm so proud of what you've overcome um, and continue to overcome. It's wild. Give them a follow, Brent Sopel on social media and the Brent Sopel Foundation, separate accounts, doing great things there. It's good to see you. Enjoy the hockey, my man, and stay close. Now, keep the sunscreen on there in Florida. I got you. <laughs> Trust me, I will. Uh, Brenton Sopel joining us, the Stanley Cup champion and all-around great guy. We'll be right back with a sports update and uh, audience takeover in a moment. We are live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. 
This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What'll they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Hey, audience takeover time if you're down. I didn't even get to all of our quick six show topics earlier, so I'm just going to morph that into the sports update in a moment. Bomber Boy writes in from Calgary, and he says that Toronto and Chicago, two original six teams with zero shame, openly tanking and being rewarded with number one picks. You still had to win a lottery, bro. And he goes, odorous coincidence, in my opinion. That's from Bomber Boy in Calgary. And, uh, yeah, he's turned it into a bashing Toronto comment. We're not going to do that here. We love Toronto. We don't understand it, but we love it. And we are live on Game Plus Television. Did I tell you that? Anchored in downtown Toronto. We've got a lot of comments coming in. Well, Jays fans, obviously. Bill Edwards writes in from the Queen City. Go, Jays, go. Ray Henderson writes in from Tryon, North Carolina. He says, go Blue Jays today and tomorrow. Go Bombers Friday. You are the CFL ambassador to the USA, regardless of who the prime minister is. Thank you, Ray, and Tryon, North Carolina. I'll tell you something. I see a lot of what's going on in Canada right now. There's rallies and stuff and so forth. And what I'm seeing in the news, and I'm like, can you, you guys going to run down what's happening in America? Really? Whew. The sports update I was referring to, newly hired John Herdman will take in his first Toronto FC game as head coach tonight when the cellar-dwelling MLS club visits Charlotte FC. And I'm going to tell you, I'm envious of that. Oh, Charlotte is a beautiful city. And Charlotte FC plays right in the home of the Carolina Panthers, Bank of America Stadium. You tune in for that, everybody. The former Canada coach, John Herdman, will observe from the sidelines while interim coach Terry Dunfield runs the show. I laugh because I have no clue. I can't get into soccer culture. I'll watch the games. I'm too old. It's too late in life to understand why. If you're going to fire the coach, fire him and put in the next coach. You're going to ease him in for the last six weeks and then have him watch tonight? Hey, I'm clearly the odd one. I'm at fault that I don't understand it, but I don't think at this stage of the game I'm ever going to understand it. Elsewhere tonight, CF Montreal hosts Houston in the Vancouver Whitecaps are home to St. Louis. Something I do understand, the Battle of Alberta fires up tonight in Edmonton as preseason hockey continues with the Oilers hosting the Calgary Flames. Meanwhile, that? the Vancouver Canucks take on the Seattle Kraken in another Pacific Division clash in 
Abbotsford, British Columbia. That's part of a five-game slate in the National Hockey League. This hour just zoom, zoom, zoom. Went by like crazy. We will slow it down. It was an awesome hour, but we'll slow it down next hour when the Moose rejoins. And I want to also say something about Brent Sopel. I may invent a term here, but Brent, you know, he raced through it, but he's a dyslexia sufferer, which frankly led to substance abuse issue i've interviewed him for my recovery podcast he's in he's in recovery like me from substance abuse but he grew up with dyslexia and i would call it and maybe there is a term for it i would call it invisible disabilities brent grew up going to school in saskatoon he couldn't read because he had dyslexia he didn't know that until i think he was well in well into adulthood so he ran around beating people up for a living and with everything that was that came along with that, he became uh, an addict, an alcoholic. It was not a pretty story. He's got it all straightened out now. And now his daughter's dealing with dyslexia. So that's why I say he continues to battle with invisible disabilities. Some have visible ones, some have invisible ones. He was born with a lot of gifts, as was I. We're not sitting here complaining or victimizing ourselves, just saying it's a positive story. And it can be for others. Sports updates for Common Crown Brewing. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, like their Core 5, Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Craft and Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale. Four of them sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer. We'll see you next hour after this quick, uh, quick pause on Game Plus and WQEE. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.